0: did Taco John's come to own Taco Tuesday? Hello, I'm Jonathan Mays, editor-in-chief of Restaurant Business Magazine, and in this week's edition of A Deeper Dive, I speak with Jim Creel, the CEO of Taco John's, to answer that question. The Cheyenne, Wyoming-based chain operates just under 400 locations, mostly in the upper Midwest and western states. Creel talks about how the chain is handling the coronavirus and what he thinks about the future of the drive through He also discusses the Paycheck Protection Program and how his company and its franchisees used the loan program and whether it helped them. And Creel talks about the origins of Taco Tuesday and the company's defense of the trademark, which at one point put the company up against none other than basketball great LeBron James. Please have a listen. Okay, I am here with Jim Creel. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, um, so how things are? Uh, tell me how things are at uh, Taco John's right now. Um, you know, as as we uh, as we talk here in, in July.
1: You know, things are uh, are going well for us right now. Um, we started the year off very strong. Uh, we had positive transactions and positive sales uh, for the first two and a half months. Uh, it took a little little a bit of a downturn in uh, March and April. May and June have uh, come back and uh, we're positive sales again, so we feel very lucky.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, have you seen, um, so uh, are, you, are you basically back, uh, are you positive now? I mean, is that where you're at at this point?
1: Yeah, we, we are back positive for the year again. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's a good, good place to be right now.
0: Did that surprise you?
1: Uh, it did. I, I wasn't sure it would come back this quickly. Uh, but we, you know, we offered some value propositions for our customers and uh, they responded very well. And uh, we've continued to uh, to work with uh, our marketing department to to keep a good message out to the consumer.
0: Mm-hmm. And where are you? I mean, you're getting a lot of your sales through the drive through, aren't you?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. Until just a few weeks ago, uh, it was all 100 percent drive through. So um, in, in May, we were up. Uh, about nine percent, and that was all drive-through sales. So, uh, pretty impressive that uh, the, the stores were able to adapt
0: that mm-hmm. quickly. Did you um, uh, now? Now, you do you have all, how many of your dining rooms are open right now?
1: Um, today, we have about 165 that are open. Uh, we had more open, and uh, as some states have uh, gone backwards, uh, a few of the franchisees have chosen to go ahead and close their dining rooms again uh, until things straighten back out.
0: Now, um, uh, have you given some like thought just to sort of like keeping all of your dining rooms closed until, you know, things look a lot clearer because I mean, I know um, and I've talked to you before and I've talked to a lot of other operators, you know, what they've seen is, you know, it's in many respects, they almost don't even need the dining area open. And uh, and that it's been, um, you know, and 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 that operations are just sort of easier and more profitable. Have you ever given some thought to just sort of keeping the dining rooms closed for a while?
1: Um, you know, we've considered that, and uh, I think a lot of franchisees are going to do that. We won't mandate that they be opened up for a while. Um, we'll wait and see uh, how things go through the fall, uh, but there will be a lot of uh, a lot of our stores that stay with drive-through only for the foreseeable future
0: mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i mean is it is it uh, a lot more uh the, the thing that i get concerned about is that you go through all this uh work to try to open the the dining area op- uh, open up the dining room uh, again only to have to reclose it um i mean i know that's reclosing is sort of a big problem for casual dining is it the same problem for for qsr or not
1: Um, I don't think as much. Um, The the dining rooms that have been open um, see very little activity. Uh, You know, they're small enough that you really are limited to the number of people that can be in the dining room as it is. Um, And and we haven't even filled them up at that point. So, you know, I think closing them again, uh, people are happy to go back through the drive through and uh, continue to use us that way.
0: Um, now, how are your franchisees uh, holding up? I mean, there were, uh, I was fairly concerned about the state of uh, the franchisee base, just generally, uh, going into the pandemic. Are they doing okay?
1: They're doing great. Um, again, when sales are up and, and uh, costs are down, uh, because labor is lower without the dining rooms, um, they're, they're a bit more profitable right now than they had been. So uh, right now, I think they're all feeling uh, pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you a little bit about uh, PPP funds. Those things, uh, that, that fund seemed, um, my, my perception, and I mean there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the fund and concerns about it, um, but on, on balance, my perspective is it actually worked as it intended and a lot of businesses tended to get, um, uh, you know, they tended, it, you know, it, it kept a number of businesses afloat even if it's for a short period of time. Um, is that, uh, I mean, did you, uh, you guys received a fund? Did I, did that, uh, help you guys out at all? What's your perspective on it?
1: You know, it, it did. And, and I think it was really important, especially early on when no one knew exactly what was going to happen, uh, for the corporation, the support center, uh, we did not have to furlough any employees. Um, so even in those, uh, dark days of March and April, uh, we were able to keep all of our employees on and in the stores um for corporate stores as well as a lot of franchisee stores we were able to pay those people who continued to come to work a uh, little bit of a premium a uh, couple dollars an hour to uh, continue working through that period of time which i you know i believe kept them um positive and and it also kept them off of the unemployment rolls uh, so I, to me it was a it was a very positive thing mhm
0: Did your franchisees get the um, the funds? Did it it help those guys?
1: Yes. Um, As far as we can tell, we had about 275 stores out of the 400 that received PPP funding, um, and it did help them. Uh, Again, they were able to give some bonuses and uh, give some increased hourly rates to those employees who continued to uh, come to work in the midst of the pandemic.
0: Now, what's your how the, what's t- t- tell me a little bit about what the employment market is right now.
1: It's tough. We uh, you know we would like to be able to hire uh, more crew members for our re- corporate restaurants, and I know uh, in talking with franchisees, they're in the same bind. Um, they just can't get anybody to apply and uh, and come back to work yet. We're hoping that um, you know at the end of July, when the unemployment runs out that the employment uh, market will open up a little bit and we'll be able to hire again. Uh, you know, it's, and it's not just um, needing more people for the drive through, but um, it, it is holding back opening some dining rooms as well because they just don't have the staffing.
0: Mm-hmm. So is your thought, is it, is it, is a belief that uh, people are staying um, just not uh, looking for a job because of the extra unemployment benefits?
1: Yeah, that, that would be uh, the, the message we've gotten from a few employees, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, so you you are currently short-staffed, even though un- unemployment is uh, in the double digits? Yes, uh-huh. we that, are. That has to be a bit of a surprise. Also, has to be pretty frustrating.
1: It is a little frustrating. Um, you know, we're, we're paying good wages, um, and, and we have good benefits, uh, and to not be able to even uh, get enough people to interview um, to fill a couple of positions is uh, it, it's disappointing right now.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is there anything that you're doing differently to sort of adjust to this at all, or
1: it, you know, we're again we're we're going to look at hiring bonuses uh, for the corporate stores at least, um, and I know franchisees are considering that too. So, anything they can do to draw attention, uh, to their restaurants for. Uh, for potential employees. um, Higher wages. Uh, I know in traveling around Minneapolis, a lot of the uh, quick service stores had signs in the windows starting at $15 an hour. So I know that, um, and our franchisees are doing the same thing, trying to get that wage up to where it it, uh, is attractive to some of these people again.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, you know, my, my general experience is I've, I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard that quite a bit, but I've also heard, you know, that, it that, it, you know, uh, um, wasn't as much of an issue, but w- the one thing I hear consistently from operator to operator is that, uh, wages haven't gone down at all. In fact, um, if anything, they've gone up during this particular period.
1: Uh, and I agree with that. Um, again, we were, we were paying, um, premium wages uh, just to ensure that our employees continue to come back
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so have you um now are w- what's you thinking about where the industry is going going forward i guess um i get a little concerned uh about you know the the income cliff that the um you know that the economy is about to hit with those those uh extra unemployment benefits going away i mean are you concerned about
1: that at all or that does concern us um to some extent um because that's our consumer as well Uh, so they're they're going to be having less income um on the other hand being in the quick service side of the industry uh that's probably a little bit of a benefit to us Um, people Mm -hmm. trade trade down to a lower ticket uh through quick service so um it's a double-edged sword Um, Mm
0: -hmm. now are you um have you so in, in terms of your sort of when you're looking forward as as um marketing you know in when we're thinking about um marketing and how are you thinking about um trying to generate customers at a time like this i mean do you think that things are normal enough that you can just kind of go uh, back to what you did before or are you doing anything differently on that front
1: no, we're actually uh, very heavily involved in looking at a value menu mm-hmm. um, and developing some new products for that value menu because we believe uh, coming out of the pandemic that that's going to be even more important than it is now. So uh, we will have some new items uh, coming onto the menu over the next few months, and uh, and we will have a more of a value menu out there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are you, how are you thinking in, in terms of that value menu? Is it going to, you're going to be using the new product, um, uh, establishing new value-oriented products?
1: Yes. Um, there'll be different products than what we have now, you know. Um, value can be a lot of things. It can be a, a discount on your everyday item, or it can be an item that was developed uh, specifically to provide value to the customer. And that's what we're working on right now is some new items. To generate some attention, um, as well as generate uh, some savings for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, one of the things, uh, since we're on the marketing, and one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is is uh, is Taco Tuesday. I didn't. Uh, I don't think I realized until relatively recently that you guys um, you guys own that trademark. Could you tell me a little bit about the history of that?
1: Uh, you bet. Um, you know, Taco Tuesday has been around um, for a long time. Uh, probably back in the 70s, uh, and and people love alliterations, so Taco mm. Tuesday seemed to stick. Uh, the way it started for us, we had a franchisee who actually, um, it was Taco Tuesday with TWO, um, and advertised that locally. Um, eventually, it started making its way around the chain, and uh, and then we developed Taco Tuesday um, as a chain-wide promotion. And in 1989, um, trademarked Taco Tuesday. Uh, it's been an important component of our brand for a long time. Uh, and so we, we've used that um, throughout the years and, uh, and have been very successful with it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, been a pretty good promotion for you. I mean, the last time I went to Taco John's was on a Tuesday, and the
1: line was nuts. Yes. People, uh, people know Taco Tuesday and Taco John's.
0: Mm-hmm hmm. Now you've had to, you've you've and there's been a lot of uh, f people that have tried to to kind of jump on that particular bandwagon over the years. That's been the surprise. That's become sort of uh, uh kind of I, I mean, it's it's really hit. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's really spread through social media and other things. And, and it's become I mean, the concept of Taco Tuesday has actually been become fairly popular.
1: Yes. Um, and, you know. We, we try to be humble and polite when it comes to protecting our trademark. Uh, but as you know, if you have a trademark, you have to make an effort to protect it when someone else uses it. So, you know, we've sent some, some letters to people asking them not to use it. Uh, a lot of the press has been exaggerated. You know, we've never sued anybody for using uh, taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in fact, you know, if it's not in an area where we have restaurants, uh, we don't pursue that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but it, yeah, it's uh, gotten some media attention in and, and social media, and, um, some good uh, attention and some bad attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it surprising how big it has become?
1: It is, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, things like um, LeBron James mm-hmm. wanting to uh, trademark Taco Tuesday really, uh, really brought it to light. Yeah, um, and and brought it to everyone's attention.
0: So you guys were going up against LeBron James?
1: Um, well, we actually tried to work with him a little bit, um, weren't able to come to terms. Uh, his application for the trademark obviously was denied. Uh, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of the last we, we heard of it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, uh, tell, tell us, a, did, uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys' uh, plans were going into the pandemic and, and have you changed those at all?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, going into it, we, uh, we had a new menu that we were rolling out and uh, included um, enchiladas and uh, several new products. And so we put that on hold until the, this fall. Uh, we rolled out a couple of the, the new items, our boss burritos and bowls, which is rice and bean burritos and bowls, uh, uh, and a, a couple of other taco items. Uh, but we had to put the rest of that menu on hold and, in order to do value during this time. So. As we get into the fall, we'll come back around and finish rolling out the, uh, the enchiladas and uh, some more pieces of that menu.
0: hmm Is so was enchilada or enchiladas? Uh, would that be a new item for you guys?
1: It would be a new item. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we've had them in the past uh, as a promotional item, uh, but this would be a permanent menu addition now.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how is um, how is the has a pandemic changed your sort of outlook for expansion or not?
1: no um we're we're continuing to uh to expand in fact uh in april we opened three new stores uh mm-hmm. so and we've got another seven slated for the uh, remainder of the year so uh, we're continuing to push for development we think that'll be uh even more important uh, as we get through this however long it lasts uh because as you know a lot of independents it, are going to struggle even more if uh, if they can't get their dining rooms open, so mm-hmm. uh, we think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the space, and we've had a lot of interest from franchisees of other brands who uh, may not have a drive-through brand at this point, and they're looking to expand their portfolio to include drive-throughs.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Nothing is uh, nothing has really accentuated the importance of the drive-through quite like this pandemic. I mean, the p- drive-throughs were getting more. You know they were getting more popular going into it um you know despite uh you know news out of minneapolis notwithstanding i mean the the drive-through was gaining in popularity going into this and then um you know and then of course they just became like vital almost for the food supply um uh, just in general um during that particular time and then of course so they've become uh, really almost a must-have um for 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 many restaurants
1: Yes. Uh, and, and again, you know, um, you mentioned Minneapolis, there's a lot of uh, cities now that don't want to allow new drive through uh, restaurants. And so anybody who has an existing location, uh, you know, the value of that will increase uh, mm-hmm. going forward too, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it, uh, how, how common is it um, for a city to, to, to ban drive throughs?
1: We we've run into it more and more. Um, uh, I'll tell you probably the hardest state has been Minnesota uh, with it. Uh, but Colorado um, has a few cities where they uh, they banned drive-throughs as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, um, do you think that? Uh, do you think that that's going to? This is going to stop that trend.
1: I, I think it will uh, make those cities reconsider their position um, mm-hmm. on drive-throughs. Yes.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is it should. And, and uh, right. I mean, in a, you know, it, it's, you know, I, you know, I, there's no real 100% safe way to, to, you know, to, to service a customer. But I mean, that's as close to as perfectly safe as you can get. The person doesn't even have to get out of the car.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's safer for the employee too. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's our concern as well. You know, um, as we open up dining rooms, we've, we've implemented a lot of safety procedures, um, which are for the guests, but they're also for our employees.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, now you said you opened three locations in April. How did those go? Uh,
1: very well. Uh, all three of them uh, are on a pace of well over a million dollars in sales. So Really? Uh, we're we're uh, very thankful that they decided to continue uh, finishing off the restaurant and get it open. Uh, and and it's paying off for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Did that surprise you? Uh, no, really? actually.
1: It, 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 especially during the pandemic, with again with drive-throughs, um, yeah. and a new concept in town, uh, I, I think it really helped.
0: So you're expanding into different markets. Yes, we are. What markets are you expanding, and what are you guys looking at?
1: You know, we're we're staying in the Midwest right now. Um, we'll, we'll go a little bit south. Um, we're looking at Illinois, uh, Minnesota a lot, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to uh, Milwaukee next week to meet with a franchisee, a potential franchisee, uh, who is looking at multiple locations in uh, Wisconsin. So uh, we'll, we'll stay in our core area for now and uh, and grow out from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... So um, and so you really think that uh, there's going to be some, some significant real estate opportunities for expansion going forward?
1: Yes, we do. Um, we, we think there'll be a lot of opportunities going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. So how does a brand like Taco Bell take advantage of that? I mean, what, what's uh, I, mean, I mean? do you have to look at your sites differently or I mean, do you have to, to sort of change anything at all? Or do you think it's going to be that prevalent that you won't necessarily need to do anything?
1: You know, we we have just implemented some new software for site selection, um, as well as uh, working with a uh, national broker. Uh, so between those two things, um, I think we'll be able to find those locations uh, fairly fairly easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to bring rents down?
1: Um, I, I believe it will eventually. Um, you know, and not just for restaurants, but I think for office buildings as well, any commercial real estate. Um, as more people are working from home, uh, you know, commercial real estate is going to have less value.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, uh, I mean, one of the biggest, one of the bigger concerns that I had going in the pandemic was, was lease rates. So I felt that going into it, that you had a lot of, uh, companies that were getting a little bit too aggressive on uh bidding up leases and i don't think anything has quite changed that dynamic as much as a pandemic again it's, i mean of, of of all the there's this long list of things that the pandemic has changed in the restaurant industry and to me i think lease rates is definitely you know definitely it, if something good comes out of the pandemic that should be one of them
1: i agree with you i i think it will be um and you know now that uh the the beef crisis um is over we're seeing those prices come back down uh, and so the, the only thing left now for the operator, uh, big thing is really going to be, uh, lease rates. Mm-hmm.
0: So your, your commodities are okay.
1: Commodities are, are staying in line now. Yes. We, uh, we had a big spike, um, here in July on, on, uh, beef, mm-hmm. uh, but it's coming back down to the levels that was at in January through April.
0: Yeah. How about uh, cheese? So I, for August? How about cheese? I'd heard cheese prices were up or am I off?
1: Um, you know, we, we, uh, buy on the, the cheese market well in advance. So we were covered through the end of the year. Um, so our, our prices have stayed consistent.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So, so we didn't have quite the commodity problem. I think that we were worried about a couple of months ago.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It did, didn't affect us as much as everybody was afraid it would.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Super um uh jim this was fantastic i really appreciate you joining us this week on the podcast this was wonderful
1: you bet thank you for having me i appreciate it
0: this week's edition of a deeper dive was edited by kimberly kazmarek artwork by nico hines and sarah stewart you can find this and other episodes of the podcast on our website at www.restaurantbusinessonline.com backslash article backslash deeper dash dive You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or find them wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jonathan Mays, the editor-in-chief of Restaurant Business Magazine, your host and podcast producer. Thank you for listening.